Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, culture kids. Welcome to our show. We are a family podcast empowering a new generation of empathetic and innovative leaders and citizens of the world. Before we jump into our episode today, have you entered our giveaway yet? Head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and send us a screenshot of your review to hello at culturekidsmedia.com or DM us on Instagram. Enter to win a $50 Amazon gift card or a big surprise box of Korean snacks we shared on our episodes. The winner will be randomly drawn and announced on October 20th on our Instagram page at Culture Kids Media. Don't forget to enter because the box of snacks looks so good. So Asher, we are officially entering the fall season, which also means in America and many parts of the world, Halloween is just around the corner, filling the air with spooky excitement and a touch of magic. But did you know that in many places, people celebrate similar holidays like Halloween? It's not actually Halloween though. Yes, as we learned from our last episode, Halloween was created from deep cultural and religious traditions in Ireland, and it has evolved into other parts of the world as a fun, spooky celebration. But despite what Halloween looks like now, you'll find other cultures observing holidays that focus on remembering and honoring their ancestors and loved ones, because fall is a time when many religious festivals are celebrated. It's a very spiritual time of the year. I agree. Today, we're going to learn about how Sardinians honor their ancestors around this time of the year. It is a deeply spiritual and reflective time. The period spanning from October 31st to November 2nd is collectively known as the Days of the Dead or Days of the Saints. So it has a lot of meaning for families and it's a special time of celebration and honoring their ancestors. Yep, exactly. But before we meet our special guest, let's learn a little bit about Sardinia. Good idea. Sardinia is an island paradise nestled in the Mediterranean Sea, not far from Italy. It's famous for its stunning beaches with crystal clear water and tall mountains covered in green. Even though Sardinia is officially a part of Italy, it has its own unique cultures and traditions. It is also famous for featuring colorful festivals, traditional music, and delicious cuisine. It's a place where you could explore old buildings from a long time ago, like ancient castles made out of stone. Sardinia is a separate region and the culture is quite diverse and unique from the rest of Italy. 
So let's finally meet our guest, Miss Laura, all the way from Sardinia. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, Miss Laura. Hi, Culture Kids. Hi, Kristen and Asher. Thank you for having me on the show. Can you tell us about yourself? My name is Lara, and I live in Sardinia, in Italy. I am a mom of two, Manuel and Pietro, and I'm here to share how Halloween and All Saints is celebrated in Sardinia and some fun traditions. Thank you so much for being on our show. Our family, we've never been to Sardinia, but we have visited Italy. I went to Italy when I was a baby. I don't remember it, but I do know that people there speak Italian. Do you speak the same language there? Sardinia is an island where you speak a dialect, which is very unique. It's considered a language, but then every small village has its sort of own dialogue. So if certain villages in Sardinia has their own dialect, are there different names for this holiday too? Uh, let me explain that. Uh, you have a lot of different names. Um, it's called, for example, Isanimedas, which means small souls. Uh, it's called Sazanimas, which means souls. It's called Sumortu Mortu, which means dead, dead. Okay, so it's called uh, Purgatory, Subrugadorio, in another part of the island. So it has all these different names. That is a lot of different names. I guess it's kind of like how in America during the 4th of July, some people might call it Independence Day or even America's birthday. But in this case, it depends on the region you are located in Sardinia. Are there any specific towns in Sardinia that are known for carrying on special traditions during this time of the year? The Seui. Uh, in the center of Sardinia, a small mountain town, is one of the most famous uh, towns for Subrugadorio, where there is a festival every year that attracts uh, not only the locals, but a lot of people from other parts uh, of, the, uh, of the island. Oh, I'd love to visit that someday. During the weekend of Halloween in America, there's events everywhere for kids. I'm going to go to all of them. Yes, but even though things like festivals or events may be happening all over the world to celebrate the spooky time of the year, lots of countries have meaningful traditions that their families celebrate at home to honor and celebrate their ancestors. Could you share what it is like in Sardinia around this time? I would say it really depends a lot on where you are on the island. Because I live near the capital city, which is called Cagliari, and in Cagliari and the surrounding area, Halloween, it looks very much like the American version. Got it. We have kids trick-or-treating. It's very similar to what in the States you call Halloween. But if you move inland, so if you move away from the coasts, um, there are very long-lasting traditions that date back centuries that are all related to that specific date. So basically the 31st of October and, and the 31st of October, 1st of November, the date that sort of concentrates the commemoration of the dead all around the world, or at least in, in many parts of the world. And on that date, uh, the, there are a lot of local, very local traditions 
Can you tell us about some of these local traditions? Sure. Let me tell you more about it. One of the features is children dressing up and dressing usually in white and asking people to give offerings. And basically the offerings are sweets or dried fruit. So it's something that sort of reminds us of trick-or-treating. Why did they dress all in white? White in this case is not just any color, it's kind of like a symbol of respect. They do this to show they're serious about honoring their loved ones, and in this case, children who have passed away. Do they say things like trick-or-treat or something similar to that? That's a good question, Asher. No such phrase, nothing similar to trick-or-treating because actually the little children would say, I'm here for the small souls, I'm here for the little souls. Can you give me something for the little souls? Okay, so that's the phrase that they will sort of, it's sort of a, a litany, so it's repeated like a sort of song. So it's more like asking for an offering. Do they still give dry fruit? Or do they get candy like we do? Today, they're very happy to, instead of dry fruits, to have get candy or lollipops. Yeah! Oh, that's good because I'm not sure if I like a lot of dried fruits. Maybe dried strawberries. <laughs> yes, these tradition celebrations in Sardinia, like in many parts of the world, have become more modern and commercialized over the years. Something that is happening more and more is this overlap and this combination mixture of more ancient traditions, so Isanimedas, with the imported Halloween and all the traditions coming from the States, for example. Yes, in many cultures, people often mix old and new traditions. This is important because it helps keep a piece of our family history and past alive. Another very peculiar tradition is sort of setting the table for the deceased. So the night of the 31st, actually setting the table as if you have extra guests. Like they might visit your house to eat your food? Uh-oh. Exactly. What kind of food do they leave out? In the past, it was usually a plate of uh, beans. Uh, beans were the big dish, sort of traditional dish. Today, it can simple plate of pasta. That's spooky, but also kind of nice. Leaving food for deceased ancestors is a widespread practice across many cultures aimed at honoring and connecting with the spirits of loved ones who have passed away. Families create altars or offer food during special ceremonies to show love and respect for their ancestors. This tradition helps maintain a strong connection with those who have passed on. But it's very important that in no case is any cutlery, is any silverware left on the table. Why? Won't they need them to eat it? Because when the deceased come and visit your home, this is what the legend says. They will check the condition of your house. They will see that everything is in order. They will taste the food or better, smell the food, enjoy that part of the food. But you don't want to leave anything like knives or forks because if one of the spirits is not in a good mood or is jealous about the fact that the host is still alive, they might do something that is maybe not nice. 
Okay, so tradition says you're not supposed to leave any cutlery, cutlery on the table. Oh, well, in that case, we better hide the cutlery on the night of the 31st, just in case a grumpy spirit decides to cause some trouble. Now, mommy's favorite part. Are there any important foods in Sardinia that are eaten during this spooky time of the year? There are some special sweets. They're specifically associated to the 31st and to the celebrations for the commemoration of the dead. They're called pavasinos. They're sweets with raisins, nuts, and almonds. You see, the, the idea of dried fruits returns. Uh-huh. You have a lot of those in, in desserts here in sweets. Then you have some biscuits that are called uh, ossos de morto, which means uh, bones of the dead. Bones of the dead! Spooky! (laughs) Is it because they look like bones? They don't look like bones, okay? Because they don't, they're they're not the little fancy frosted biscuits that you would imagine. They're mm, basically made of almond, sugar, and cinnamon. So once again, very basic ingredients. They look more like a thin, long, bone-shaped sticks. Kind of like pretend bones. Spooky. And then maybe the most uh, peculiar one, it's called pane saba. So it's a sort of bread, and the main ingredient is cooked wine. So it's very dark in color, and then you mix it with flour and almonds, and it creates a very, very sweet bread. Oh, yeah. Since it has cooked wine inside, it's really very dark, and they say it's as dark as the night that hides the dead. And another name for panesaba is panesanima, which means the bread of the dead souls. These breads have super spooky names. Dark like blood. <laughs> These are the three, I would say, main dishes. And they're all desserts because there was this idea, as I told you before, the offerings were either dried fruit, fruit or sweets. So, so there is the idea, once again, of, of offering something sweet. So are these desserts only eaten during this time of the year? So these are all typical desserts that you can actually have all year round. Whoa, so even after the holiday is over, you can still have these yummy treats? Yeah. I mean, pavasinos, for example, if you go to the restaurant, very often at the end of the meal, they will bring you just some Sardinian sweets, and pavasinos can be some of those sweets. And grown-ups, you can check out our Instagram page at Culture Kids Media to check out some photos of these desserts. Awesome! Thanks so much for being on our show, Miss Laura. It was awesome hearing about all these cool traditions and yummy treats they have in Sardinia. Thanks again for having me on the show. We hope you come back to Culture Kids soon. Thank you. Bye. Ciao, ciao. And to our listeners, 
We encourage you to talk to your family, ask questions, and discover the unique stories and traditions that make Halloween meaningful for your family. It's a time of magic, reflection, and delicious treats, so let's embrace it with open hearts and curious minds. I love decorating our house with spooky decorations and going shopping with our family. And of course, eating all the treats. Before we jump into our jokes, grown-ups, remember to enter our giveaway. Just head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and let us know which one is your review. But remember, winner will be announced on October 20th. Wherever you are in the world, you can enter. And you can find the info on our show notes. Okay, now it's time for our jokes. Can I go first? Sure. Are they Halloween jokes? Yes. Okay, good. Why did the skeleton climb up the tree? Why? Because a dog was after his bones. (laughs) I get it. Because skeletons are made out of bones and dogs like bones. Exactly. That's wackadoodle. Okay, mommy's turn. Go, go, go. Where do baby ghosts go during the day? Where? They go to the day scare. (laughs) Oh, I get it. Day scared, day care, day scare, day care. Get it? You got it. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us this week and stay tuned for more spooky fun next week. We also want to thank you for your support and always reach out to us at hello at culturekidsmedia.com if you have anything you'd like to share with us or if you'd like to be on our show. We always want to hear from you. Until next week. Boo bye! For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100-plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me.